Thank you for listening to the Wannabes 1v1 series, where Wasabi and myself, JD, talk to some of our favorite players, commentators, or content creators in the Melee community. If you support us, give us a follow on Twitter at SSB underscore wannabes with one E. There you'll find links to our Discord, our YouTube videos, as well as getting notified on whenever the new episode is up. Anyways, enjoy the show. Hailing from Philadelphia, Safe is Untitled, a.k.a. Scott, has been one of the scene's most productive and most beloved new content creators. You know him from the Melee Stats podcast, you know him from his YouTube channel, you know him from his deep dives and his rating show. So without further ado, Saved is Untitled, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. That's a glowing review. You're much nicer than many of the comments that I read. Oh, well, you're probably reading uh, too many comments. <laughs> oh, for sure. But... Possibly on Reddit, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, how you been? What, what's going on? Anything uh, anything new you want to start off with? Uh, it's the, the only thing really new is that you can probably notice from my channel and my content production being a little more uh, than it usually is that I, I just graduated from college, so now I'm like putting full time into YouTube. It does... I wish I could just do like making full content for my channel, but I'm also doing some ultimate videos on the side. I'm like ghostwriting some videos for that, but I've been much more prolific with my content creation. You might've come across as that. Well, I've always thought that um, you've just had a really good output, even when you like tweet, like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm so slow. I'm like, I, I keep looking at your channels. It's just banger after banger. <laughs> um, so I always get confused by, you know, your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you view as not productive and, and what I do. So, um, yeah, it's really cool that you, you got out of college. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. um, and having you go, you know, more full time, that's, that's really amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Just I'll start off with another compliment. Um, I think that you've really, since you've come onto the scene, um, making these, these videos that are all, you know, getting a lot of attention and um, specifically the, uh, the two that I really, really, think are making a huge impact are um before big tournaments kind of storyline mm -hmm. series and then the um the up and coming player series mm -hmm. um i think that what you've done is um kind of put a new standard to this type of content um did you feel like this you're making stuff that wasn't a part of the scene and it was something you've been wanting to add for a long time what was kind of your philosophy going into it yeah, well, it's the kind of content I like to create is something that, like, when I was a, a casual Melee fan for a while, it was, like, the stuff that I want. Like, going into a tournament, like, reminding me, like, what the head dead records are and stuff like that, and to also know about, like, players coming up, stuff like that. So I basically, as as a kind of, like, mantra or idea for my content, I try to make what I think I would want to watch. Like, I obviously don't go back and watch my own videos because by the time they're out, I've seen them through editing and writing like essentially like six or seven times. Right. But it's a bit, basically, I, I, I do like that that's become the standard. And there's been a couple of people like uh, some guy who watched my video, JDK, started making like storyline-esque videos coming up to that. And it's so cool to see like other people take a shot at that too because one, it pushes me to improve my product, but like that everyone's getting more informed like i think that's that's the best thing that if i'm able to like inspire other people to make content or just the generally make the melee community better as a whole either 
buy something I do or from something someone else does because of me. I think that's fantastic. And I think it's great for the game as a whole. Right. I'm sure that's an amazing feeling, kind of seeing things that you introduced being replicated. Um, mm -hmm. But on the flip side, what, what got you into Melee? Like, what inspired you to start playing the game, but also to start making the content we know today? Um, to For playing the game, I mean, I, I played it since I was a kid. It's like the story you've always heard. Right. I think the, the big thing was that uh, I think it was my senior year of high school, part of our like field day competition was a Smash tournament. And <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, what? <laughs> It was it was such a it was such a weird inclusion that I it was only our senior year too there was a Smash tournament and it was Melee too which was wow. I think I, I th yeah Smash Four was out by then which was an odd choice but um, I I like never paid attention in homeroom but when you made signups for that and I saw his Melee I was like oh that's dope I'm gonna actually like I, I remember I think I crossed out someone else's name so I could compete in the tournament I, I think I played Puff back then but it didn't go well because it was like doubles with items on what. But that kind of inspired me. My friend Christian was super into Melee, and he was like, hey, let's go to this tournament. Then I went to, like, this Philly local, and it kind of just naturally grew from there. And then in college, like, I, we, well, my roommate Gavin and I kept our Wii on constantly. That We would just leave the TV off, and we'd turn it on, play, like, three hours of Melee, turn it on, go to class, come back, play three more hours of Melee. And I just – I got hooked. Right. And, then, and, and then as for making content, it was – it was kind of I kind of accidentally slipped into it because it was I believe it was my sophomore the summer of my sophomore year of college. Um, we I was in this program where you had to do an internship over the summer, and I had and they like kept on pushing me to get an internship, but I couldn't find anything. So I ended up selling insurance, which was mainly cold calling and probably the worst job I've ever worked in my entire life. And I just, yeah. I hated every moment of it. And I kept on emailing my advisor. I was like, can I do something else? Can I do something else? Can I do something else? And when I was just kind of like, oh man, I'm, I'm sick of this. And then Evo is coming around. So I was like, I, I've been making YouTube videos for, at that point, I think like five or six years. Let's just make a video on who can win at Evo. I think that's something interesting to watch. And it like blew up out of nowhere. I think Scar mentioned it right before Grand Finals. He, he retweeted it. It was such a, such a surreal experience. And then I, I talked to my advisor. I was like, hey, people are watching this. Can I do this as an internship? And I spent the rest of the summer doing that. And then just from there, it, it became what it is now, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So actually looking through, this is something I wanted to bring up. Um, mm -hmm. You have been doing YouTube for a very long time and uh, your output has been pretty great. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not throwing disses here, but mm -hmm. um, you've, you've obviously hit a, a larger viewership since, since moving to Melee content. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure that, you know, through those years doing Let's Plays and other types of stuff, um, you must have learned a great deal. Like, could you talk about that experience a little bit? Oh yeah, for sure. I actually credit, uh, cause I've like always been like a super quiet kid and conversation has never really been my strong suit, but I think really through let's playing, I, I really picked up like, uh, even just like general better bettering my conversation skills and being able to do something like this, which is super useful in like anything you go into, not just for YouTube, just for for any sort of like business job or like interacting with other people. Such a useful skill. I think that's probably the biggest thing I credit from it. But also work work ethic and keep myself going. Like I, I don't know how looking back at now I get like so much feedback and and views, which is such a good motivator to keep going. But back then when I was getting like 
10, 20 views of videos that like no one watching. And I'd still, I remember I'd have my Google calendar where I'd have like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, making sure I have a let's play video, all that. And like getting them batch edited in advance and like making sure I record like 10 videos at a time. Like, I think that the other main thing that I really think it taught me was work ethic. And that's why you see me beating myself up on Twitter that if I don't have a video every week, I'm slacking. Because <laughs> right. I, I, it really does feel like, because I know I'm, I'm able to do that. So if I'm not living up to that, or even even if I, I make a storylines video or something like that, that's kind of, I don't want to say, it's lower effort than some. Like some some videos, like a, a history of Evo or something like that, that takes like a ton of research. That's that's a hard video. Like I'm going to put uh, a lot, a lot of effort in that. But if I like don't do up to a, enough that I like in a storylines video, I'm kind of disappointed. Like if it's less than 10 minutes or something like that. So I think having that, that, Th putting literal thousands of videos out on YouTube really kind of instills a sense of worth work ethic in you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so starting off, and, and I guess even now, um, obviously you, you're a goal-oriented person, at least to some extent. Mm -hmm. um, so what were your goals starting off, and, and do you think that your goals have, have changed at all through these last couple of years? Do you mean like starting off way, way back in the beginning of YouTube or starting off like Melee videos? Um, I guess both because those are two kind of big milestones, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think really because uh, it would have – it's a, a little over nine years I think since I started YouTube, so I would have been – 13 so i don't think i had much of a a, a grander sense despite uh besides at that point i just watched a ton of let's players i remember like chugga conroy back in the day and like oh, him dude. like yeah <laughs> yeah people like him and i was like I, this looks like something i could do i love video games i like i didn't know that i like creating things and making content like that at that point but i think i've learned very quickly that it's something i really enjoy um, even before that, I, I had a YouTube channel where I put up drum covers. So that really wasn't even my first YouTube channel, but that thing is super buried on the internet and I hope no one ever finds that. But I, I, I think, um, uh, at that point I just, I just wanted the, the make, make content. And I, I think that was still the same thing for, uh, when I, I kind of moved into the melee era, I think it was more pointed to, like I said before, like making the things that I would want to watch. And I didn't, I obviously, I don't think at that point when I made the Evo video that I was thinking of potentially making a career out of it. Like, obviously I think 13 year old Scott definitely was like, if I could do YouTube for a living, that would be incredible. And right. the fact that even though it's, it's a super grind and my roommates always talk about how burned out I look sometimes, I love it to death. Like I would, I, I think it, definitely 13-year-old Scott, and then even if I wasn't directly thinking it when I started that first Melee video, I think it was definitely making the the underlying goal potentially was making it into like something I can do for a living. Not that I do it just for the money. Like If I if I wanted to make any, a reasonable amount of money, I could go work at Starbucks and do better than YouTube. It's just I love I love making things creating things it's such a rewarding experience every time you hit that upload button one it's it's getting that weight off your chest but two like seeing the comments come in and be like i'm so excited for the tournament now or like i appreciate this video like that's that makes everything worth it yeah man and uh you're also a musician right mm -hmm. so you're that's, just creative oh. all over the place <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's stop it does kind of suck sometimes because like at the end of the week i'm so like creatively burnt out like in, in a good burnout that i don't have time to do or i don't even feel like doing music stuff mm -hmm. um 
so that but I'm I'm sort of sort of defining that balance too. Like I just joined a band that I'm going to be playing drums for, so it's kind of like I, I'm I'm working on that. That's like the next step of creatively balancing my life. Yeah, actually, I want to stay on this a little bit because this is something mm-hmm. I really relate to, um, which is you know being creative and being open to different things and and you know obviously um video games being something that can inspire a lot of creativity mm-hmm. and um kind of propose this this grand idea of what like the perfect living or the perfect job can be mm-hmm. um you know with people you mentioned before the Chaga Conroy's the top YouTubers all that um and then you kind of compare that to you know either music for me it's comedy or or anything in between Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's always a weird relationship between um, the creativity of one compared to another. Um, do you find any sort of differences or any – for me, it's actually a little bit of guilt. It's like a, a thing I've had to get over mm-hmm. is when I prefer to play Melee or make Melee content as opposed to more general or more traditional art. Do you have mm-hmm. any kind of conflicts with that? Uh, what do you mean, like across like different creative outputs, like pretty what? pretty much. Like I I I'm just kind of trying to explore the difference because for mm-hmm. me it's a very vast kind of chasm I've had to cross with mm-hmm. accepting just the things I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's going to be some sacrifice when you choose one outlet over another. Yeah. Um, I just you know I want to explore that with you because I think that it's a pretty mm-hmm. unique. Um, especially with melee, something that's so uh, so consuming and so satisfying mm-hmm. to participate in. Um, I think that's a really interesting dynamic, and I- I'd like to hear your thoughts, kind of just specifically mm-hmm. melee content and music content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Uh, forgive me if my answer isn't as put together as some of the other ones, because I'm kind of parsing this over as as you say, because that's a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do have like a deep, deep feelings about like the, the artist, artistic sense and like music and like uh, I, I discuss a lot about like an artist's intention and stuff like that. Like that's I really, really think a lot about stuff like that in music. Um, I don't think it, it lessens their creative output of either or the the meaning of it to like someone personally. If you have, if you put your effort towards one or the other, I don't think that should like lessen. Like I don't think me putting more time into melee content makes me care about music any less i don't think it i don't think they have to be at at conflict with each other but i i do do see that like obviously making the choice to put more time into the other is may feel like that you're like you're saying that that matters more to you than the other but man i you, you it sounds like something you've thought of before what's your What's your general feel on it? So I can also give me a little bit more time to think about it. <laughs> no, absolutely. So it's mm-hmm. it's not something I've I'm either uh, I'm even close to solving. Um, mm-hmm. It's really something that I think I kind of avoid as a question, and um, I lean more into like um, the philosophy of doing things that I enjoy. You know, that is itself that's intrinsically the reason to do art in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think I'm getting to the point of not feeling bad about anything I'm doing mm-hmm. just because it's one thing or another, you know? Um, I think what really kind of um, scares me a little bit is that, you know, making melee content specifically is um, not really a path that's been explored 
for too long or even mm. successfully by anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's such an uh, untried, you know, premise um, mm. of can you, you know, making a living is, is really the elephant in the room with any sort of uh, creative outlet nowadays, oh, especially yeah, with, sure. with YouTube. It's like, you know, no one really wants to talk about it, but realistically, you know, we're, we're doing this because we love it, but mm. we, we need to support ourselves and it's either get a job and, you know, that's what I'm doing now. I'm working and trying to do things on the side, but, mm. um, when you compare that to, I mean, music and comedy are funny examples because there's no money in that either, but yeah. <laughs> it, it but, is so weird, like yeah. having those two as a comparisons, because like they're all like artistic en endeavors. And especially like you're saying that melee content creation, making a living of that isn't something that's really explored. Um, but oddly, at least in my position the value perceived value and by perceived value i'd say like the people can the amount of people who would consume a youtube video if i put it out versus the amount of people who would consume an album if i put it out and especially the the time spent on a video versus the time spent on an album like the ratios of that is insanely in in melee's favor in me which feels <laughs> right. really weird especially with how young it is so it's like i don't know yeah i think i think um the real the real answer is to kind of follow is to follow a little bit of your gut and, and what feels right. But also, you know, there are objective measures to look out for, you know, subscriber mm -hmm. count and views and, and all those things. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to get too into the weeds of, you know, your career, because um, I think it's if someone asked me these questions, it'd be uncomfortable. But in, yeah. a, in a general sense, um, you know, what's your like one year, two year, five year goal? And, and um, you know, how, how, how do you think it's going and, and where do you think it can go? Hmm. That, that is definitely something I, I, th I think about a lot, but I think about a lot, but don't really have a great answer to, um, I think ideal world, I'm not thinking like any time period of that. I'd still be making YouTube content, content, not, I, not specifically melee, like, cause obviously you got, I've going to have to plan for if something if melee kind of dies out or something like that that always has to be in the back of my mind which is always is just making sure i'm ready to diversify if so like i tried uh earlier branching out into some league content for a bit and that really didn't go over well so i was like okay i tried that avenue go out but i think ideal world i'm still making youtube content content i would really hope it to be melee content i would hope the melee scene continues on because it's it's uh, something i feel like i've had a lot of time to hone and especially uh if it keeps on growing i've got a huge jump on everyone else who would be like oh people are watching a ton of melee content i i have that jump start in everyone else but it would be making youtube content and like making music on the side like that's what i'm doing now with less of a balance is exactly what i would love to keep doing and obviously i'm still a young kid just out of college not really knowing what i want to do big picture with my life but i feel like if i'm in some way expressing myself artistically and able to eat better than ramen every day i think i would be <laughs> i would be happy like I, I keep on the thing I keep on like saying to myself and thinking about like is I'll I'll work 60 70 hours a week as long as I feel artistically fulfilled I think I'll be happy. That's a great answer. Um yeah. and I think I think just based off that um you you obviously do have a future based off your your quality but um I think your mindset is is really strong and and in it for 
the long term, which makes me suspicious <laughs> that you're a melee player. Um, <laughs> not a lot of long term thinking in this community. So, um, so speaking of, um, you um, obviously have a really good sense of the the top players and mm. the the community at large. Um, what has been kind of your favorite part about following the scene? Um, whether that is, you know, the top 100 or you've done some, some deep dives into people like fringe top hundred or just outside and mm -hmm. just kind of all over the place. You, you're kind of keeping your eye on all these sorts of players. What's, what's mm -hmm. kind of your favorite part about all that? I think my favorite part, um, by far is getting to shine a light on like the darker corners that people not may not know about. Like uh, this weekend when I made the video or last week when I made the video on the New England Melee Invitational, not uh, because I feel like the the Melee community has given so much to me, like uh, so much like literally a, a job and like something to do for a living that's not uh, a nine to five. So I feel like I, I don't feel like I have an obligation to give back, but I really like giving back and like highlighting New England or talking about like Albert's story or talking about Magi's story. Like I, I, I like doing that just because to give back and also getting to see the comments of like, oh, that's my boy I see at Locals every week. And now there, there's a video about him or someone being like, hey, someone used the clip of me getting my ass beat on Save His Untitled Child. That's so cool. <laughs> like, I, I love... Uh, because I remember when I was a kid growing up watching YouTube, like a couple of times where I'd leave a comment on a big channel and someone would respond to it. Like, I love giving those moments to people, being able to give someone like a highlight of their day moment or be like, Hey, that's me kind of moment. I just, nothing, nothing is more fulfilling than being able to give that amazing feeling that someone gave to me when I was watching their content back to them. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I love that shit. Just, you know, there was like three times or something, my entire melee career where i ended up on some random like clip highlight reel mm -hmm. and someone would tag me and it would just make my day you know yeah. so uh, you're definitely giving back and you're definitely mm -hmm. giving a lot of people just sort of um a boost whether or not mm -hmm. that's like keeping them in melee for years it's more like you know it's it's making them really appreciate the, the work they've put in Exactly. Unless they're just getting their ass beat in a four stock, yeah. that's totally different. But <laughs> yeah, no. But even then, they're like, "All right, so that major was worth it." Like, <laughs> thank God. Um, so, uh, staying on like the melee community at large, um, mm. one thing I think about all the time is what it takes to kind of keep it alive, right? Like, mm. obviously, we're very grassroots, and um, you know, not a lot of money coming from the top, not a lot of money coming from anywhere. So. Um, realistically, what keeps people in is the love of the game plus, you know, um, the efforts put in mm -hmm. by content creators and TOs specifically. Um, what do you think your role is in perpetuating Melee? And what do you think it needs more of in order to grow more and, and really survive the long term? Well, as in terms of what we need more of, I really wish I had that answer. Because for a lot of other esports, it's easy. We You get the company that made the game to sponsor it, or you get people who are in things around the game to sponsor it. Like for like League of Legends or something, you get the keyboard companies, monitor companies. But because we don't have either of those, there's not really an easy solution. So that's that's definitely the thing that keeps me most up at night about like Melee's future and how to 
as much as mon- monetary and monetize is such a feels like such a dirty word when especially when we're talking about something grassroots so so personal melee such a, a human esport compared to some other ones that are like being run by blizzards company or something like that um what, what was the other half of the question i kind of got into the dark quarter of like oh we're screwed <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you're all right, you're a melee player. I, <laughs> we are screwed. Yeah. Um, no, so so you know your role. What do you what do you think you could contribute to it? Oh, I I think I I I don't know what more I I would love to find out what more I can do beyond this, but I feel like I'm I, kind let me of clarify. Let me yeah, clarify because yeah, yeah. obviously you're contributing a lot. That's not what uh-huh. I meant. Like, what is it about this? The what you are doing? What do you think? Uh, what's the impact? do you think that you have on the longevity and, and the survival of the scene or just the, the culture of it? What do you think mm-hmm. that you are, or at least ideally, what, what do you think that you're contributing to it? I think I'm uh, hopefully speeding up the, like, uh, what would it be? The content cons- consumption, like, cycle in melee because like stuff like that will be someone watches my video they're like oh this tournament is this weekend they go to watch that that uh video and then like oh i missed some vods they go up to those vods they get recommended youtube videos they come back to me i feel like i'm kind of for lack of a better term lubricating that process of keeping people in and i i don't think i'm i'm less of the um I think someone like a GR Smash or a Samus Amos is more of like, or yeah, someone content creators like that are more like the evangelical melee content creators where they bring in the person like, oh, I've played, I played Smash since I was a kid. I had the 64 and they're like, oh, there's a competitive community. Like the, the doc is like a really good evangelical, evangelical. That word that I said the right the first time, but I can't say right again. Um, I was cheer. <laughs> I, I really wanted you to get it that time. <laughs> but I think I'm. In the life cycle, I'm not the person who brings the the people in. I think Twitch streams are also a good thing that I'm the kind of content that keeps people around. I think my mine is to be like, oh yeah, you know Mango. Mango's at this tournament. You should come watch this. I'm I'm kind of they the outside content got them hooked, and I'm I'm keeping them around. I think that's kind of my or what I perceive is my position in the melee hierarchy. Right. So that's that's really important. Um, and I like to think that that's kind of the stuff I want to make, too. Mm. Um, I doubt I doubt anyone's going to uh, come in fresh off of, you know, playing as a kid and watch an interview with Get a War Machine 420. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd be a little niche for their taste. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I totally agree. I think that um, one thing that you do that, you know, for my purposes, I mean, sometimes you've just your videos have just straight up reminded me of why I'm interested in the, in majors in the first place, Mm. you know, storylines are, you know, I keep bringing it back. It's definitely my favorite series. You've got, um, the storylines are, are so important to our community because without it, it's just a bunch of people moving fast on a screen and and pulling off sick combos, you know, like, which is great, but it's, it's nice to have that little extra bump. Um, I, you've, really made some awesome like predictions i should say mm-hmm. um or kind of figuring people out before they really really popped off uh specifically i think um ginger Abton page zane like these are you know they did have some wins going into it but i think you mm-hmm. picked 
you've picked really good players to make these spotlight videos on. Um, do you think that you can track a player by results as accurately as you can by other means? I, I, let me rephrase that. Mm -hmm. Do you do you think that there is a way to find out who's going to make make it as a top player before they do? Um. I don't think there's like a surefire method. I, I think the most important thing, uh, well, in, in a general sense, I have like an answer in a general sense and then something I've got from people I've like individually talked to because I've like done interviews and stuff for video. I think in a general sense, it's just making sure you're listening to what the conversation is at like the local level. And I, I, a lot of those, those players that I found, or I have to give like a huge, huge thanks to like, wheat and and pika and edwin for their they they have they know everything that's going on in the local scenes and just being in the melee stats discord and like casually reading and just if you see a name pop up once or twice like i think that's really where at absent page and like zane and stuff like that they were always talking about how they were going to be big like i can't take any credit for i can only take credit for shining the spotlight on them but they they're the they're the ones running the uh doing the money ball running the metrics finding out that these guys are going to be big but um, what I, what I've kind of learned since then, especially talking to these up and coming players and something I noticed, um, one, while researching this video for this storylines this week, uh, it's spark spark over on his channel and sparks like he's top 50 now. Like he's, he's good. He's on his way to be really, really good. He has his, his VOD saved on his YouTube channel. They have like 10 views, but you can obviously tell someone he's so dedicated to the game. I think like looking for that dedication whatever way it manifests itself is where you can is the best way to find that someone really really cares i think something at i noticed when absent page was on his come up like every one of his tournament results for all of his locals were in his smash wiki page and i don't know for sure that it was him updating that but it it most likely was but some some level of dedication when you can see that from a player i forget who uh, what it was that i was talking oh i was talking to uh pretty good okay the the ICs player uh, for the New England Invitational, and he was saying how he played like six to eight hours a day, which is something also Bobby Big Ball said when I talked to him for uh, the 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 video for the major over for Fate over in Europe. I think that someone who has that dedication um, is the most important thing. And you always see clips of Bobby, whether they be good or bad, playing at Xanadu every week. I think that's for looking for a player that's going to be big next is looking for that dedication in whatever way it manifests itself. And like, uh, sorry, I keep on giving more examples because I keep on thinking more and more, no, but Albert yeah. Albert's guide to improvement that everyone kept on reposting after he beat Hungrybox. It's just like, you need that one, that indication that they really, really, really care about Melee. Cause there's a lot of people who really care about Melee, but the people who are going to be good really, really, really <laughs> care about Melee. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, from, from what I've seen too, it's, it's kind of easy to tell, um, who's at least going to keep improving and who's going to, who's going to stagnate, like mm -hmm. who belongs where they are and who belongs to be above. And it's definitely just, you know, you can get into the specifics of, you know, what do they do to train or how much do they play or how many tournaments do they go to all that, mm -hmm. um, I think is eclipsed as you said, by dedication, um, mm -hmm. which is something that's kind of intangible until you actually dig in and then you see like the real solid observable work yeah, exactly. um, that they put in so that's that's really cool that um you keep on bringing these people 
to light and and showing what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned the melee stats Discord. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually really interested. Could you give me like a little history lesson of how melee stats came to be? Well, melee stats was formed way, way before I was even a, a thought in the melee community's mind. Okay. Uh, I forget if it was Algebra or Wheat who initially started. So now there's this public Discord that has a ton of people and a great conversation. But for the longest time, it was just a private Discord of people who like seated tournaments and were behind the scenes. And gradually it grew with uh, Edwin and Pika and uh, Wheat. And I'm, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting everyone, Fairfax. Um, that it just slowly became there's there's the ESPN article that saw, called us I think a collection of Melee's greatest minds, which is hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, if you know the guys <laughs> from there. Uh, it, it's all they've also been referred to like as Melee's Illuminati, but uh, which fair. <laughs> um, yeah, more accurate. <laughs> um, but. Uh, my my introduction was it was that I sent an email to Taff and I was like, hey, can I work for the melee stats? And it was like, it's just the Discord, join this. <laughs> so and then we eventually did the podcast, join all the public stuff. But I, if you're looking for it, an actual like how that came to be, you'd have to talk to the the OG melee stats boys. I'm, I think the newest person who joined. I'm the I'm the newest member of the DK crew. Okay. Um, and so were you the one that brought up the idea to start a podcast? Because you are the one that hosted it, correct, and produced it? Yeah, it well, I would uh, more accurately say that Edwin and I uh, co-host it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, Edwin did so much work for the podcast. Um, but they did have the uh, Smash History. Edwin and Pika did a Smash History podcast before, and it kind of fizzled out for a bit. Um, and Edwin kept on wanting to do it, and... No, everyone's like, no, it's gonna fizzle out. I'm not gonna do it. And I was just like, hey, Edwin, let's just let's just do this. Let's be let's spearhead this. Like, let's because Edwin's also super super dedicated. Like, he balances a full time job and did Monday Morning Marth for a while. He just had the Book of Melee come out. Go buy the Book of Melee if you haven't already. Um, but it was mainly it was Edwin and I just being like, this is something we should do. There used there's Melee podcast in the past. There's kind of this void, especially I think Bad Melee was near ending at that point. Or was getting close to going on their hiatus, so it was just like this is something community wants. This is something we're knowledgeable about. I can like focus on production. Edwin's great at writing and bringing in people. It seemed like a perfect idea, so we just did it, and it happened. Yeah, I think there's there's not much more like thought behind it. It was just like this is a thing we should do. Let's do it. Yeah, I think Edwin's gonna be mad at us. Uh, he was our first. <laughs> he was our first guest on this podcast, and uh, I totally did not. Um, think of him as the founder of the podcast himself. So, oh yeah, Edwin, Edwin did so much work. Like I, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um. And so you know, there's starting to be this kind of uh, melee stats is is certainly one of the the, the main people of this. But, um, mm -hmm. and and it seemed like you guys uh you guys took an indefinite break, right? Um. I know there's uh... other series that came out of that. Yeah, like uh, I, I, it's it's a weird kind of thing because technically it is, and I think we would say that like deep dives is, it's not even a spiritual success for the Melee Stats podcast. It's essentially the Melee Stats podcast, but it's more, uh, 
directly focus on like specific things like we'd have sections on the Mega Sets podcast where we'd talk more uh like specifically about like individual players or highlight regions so it's more of like a focused melee stats podcast whereas what edwin and i were producing was a more general audience kind of thing which makes sense that that's like on the melee stats podcast channel and that the other one was on like my channel which is a more like general melee thing not for like the super super hardcore fans right all right, so that's great. So it's mm-hmm. it lives on um, through the deep dives. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is um, there's kind of this uh, coalition, I guess, or uh, maybe not that organized, but mm-hmm. it, there seems to be this rising tide of people that are really taking this sort of uh, content seriously, mm-hmm. um, that are, are taking Melee as um, a very legitimate esport with a lot of things to follow and you know, obviously there's this podcast, not that it really hasn't made much of a dent at all yet, but, yeah. um, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, we'll have, we'll have you on. That's perfect. <laughs> um, but there's definitely been this, this growing, you know, there's, uh, analog and, mm-hmm. um, everything that the bad melee crew does, you know, is, is mm-hmm. in this field of, um, you know, using using melee as a, a creative outlet. Uh, do you think that there is a uniqueness? It's kind of a leading question. So I apologize, but do you think there's a uniqueness to this game that brings people to want to create for it? Do you think that um, melee specifically has something special that will um, keep people to to mm-hmm. making content? I think probably the the dedication we see with a lot of people around many aspects in the game like someone like content creators like people like uncle punch and people who play eight hours a day i think it's just the depth of the game it it just it's so intoxicating to people like i'm i watch like hours and hours of hours of bods and look at stats every week and for somehow every weekend i'm still excited and i'm still seeing stuff new like ibdw getting destroyed by none like i i felt like this childlike sense of wonder watching that even though i (laughs) love watching cody play and i love love watching him perform well but seeing him get destroyed like that was just like oh my god i still haven't seen it all in this game i think that's really what brings keeps everyone around and keeps people so dedicated because people people like esports and there's also a ton of other esports that have a lot of depth to it but i think it's like it there's something it's something special it's so hard to describe i think so many people have tried to like pin it down like what does it for melee and it's probably the depth of the game tied in with everyone's played smash everyone knows someone who's played smash it's like it's like in ingrained in uh, this i (laughs) I was going to say the word gamer culture, but I felt my body cringe before I said that. Yeah, but I, I think it's like I'm gonna bleep that out. I think <laughs> it's this sort of like a co- more more sounding smarter word, co- like a collective consciousness. Like Smash Brothers exists in the millennial collective consciousness. That it it's it's that, and then the game's so deep that I think it's there. It's just there's something about melee. It's so sick. <laughs> it just i mean i could have just answered that it all comes out of that melee is melee, so sick melee is so sick yeah. uh, and i i totally agree uh, that's why it was a leading question because it's like mm. obviously like obviously yeah. anyone who's touched this game for more than you know two weeks understands why people spend so much time thinking about it and talking about it 
and creating stuff around it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really exciting to just see um, to see channels dedicated to it um, do so well. Um, so I'm sorry we didn't talk about your experience as a player too much. Uh, you're just too successful as a content creator. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to talk about your experience as a player? Um, you know, obviously you've been, you've been playing for a few years. Yeah. Um, how how have you been doing? Um, I don't really know. <laughs> I've never I've never played with you, and um, that kind of that kind of brings out some of my um, some some of my fault. I, I should oh. I should watch your vods, but <laughs> oh no, you should not. <laughs> All the VODs that exist of me playing are not pretty. I've, I actually have, uh, I generally don't compete a lot because like my general perception of that is like, I, I'm trying to go to more majors, but I, I think I'm more valuable to the community at home making a video than losing three days traveling. And like, I really enjoyed going to the big house. Uh, that was my, uh, big house seven was my first major because I just mainly focused on making content. Um, but going back to, I think this will give you a good perception of how good I am at the game. I recently, they had the Philadelphia Melee Arcadian, um, and I had a family obligation earlier in the day, so I didn't end up signing up because I didn't think I'd make it in time. But I got there on got there like two hours before pool started, and I went up to the TO desk. I was like, hey, is there any extra spots? And they're like, no, sorry, we've, we've already got everything filled. And I was like, ah, dang. And then I, I, fe I feel a tap on my shoulder, and it's Stango, and he comes up, and he gives me a big hug, and I'm talking to him about the tournament. He's, I think he, he just came, he just won his uh, Falco money match against someone. Um, but he's, he's like, oh, yeah, are you going to end the tournament? When's your pool? And I was like, I didn't sign up in time. And he's like, Wait, I got you. And he walks over to the TO desk. He talks to the guy. He's like, "Hey, can you can you enter this guy in the bracket?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, this one guy just left for good." So I got I got top player privileged into the bracket. Oh. And then after all that effort, I went 0 and 8. <laughs> I eight? lost eight straight sets. It was beautiful in the most horrible way possible. <sighs> I choked away. I, I I was I think there's three or four game threes where I choked away last stock because I, I didn't compete in a while and I had tournament nerves and I didn't even think I was gonna play so I didn't practice enough. But God, I am if if I put I mean if I put all the time I put into content creation into practicing at melee, probably would have gone like two six. No, what? <laughs> okay, three six. <laughs> or maybe would have made it out on loser side. But yeah, I love melee. I've played a, a lot of melee, but I by no means am good at melee. And I think anyone who's played me has done that. I had I did win my own my solo money match, my only money match I've played against Pikachu 9 for two, and I will take that to the grave. Oh. But uh my my experience in competing in melee hasn't been pretty. I went one at seven the Arcadian last year. Uh, so I'm down a hundred percent in wins, but I'm not good at melee by any yeah, means. You got a nice steady decline going. Not bad. Yeah. Can't go any can't go any lower. So, yeah. man, that takes a lot of balls to share, share that story. Oh, yeah. I, really well, I like I like identifying when it's just like, yeah, this is I'm out of my realm of, this is not, no. That's why I avoid like doing content, like analyzing gameplay or stuff like that, because like. I don't respect my own opinion on that because I can't win sets in an arcade against unranked players. So I don't think I should be sharing my half-baked opinions on why Hbox lost to Leffen. Like I don't, I don't think my opinion's valuable in that conversation. Hey man, but you are more valuable than uh, than probably half the top 100 players. So you should take <laughs> that to the grave. No, that's that's not debatable. Your your contributions have been more have been have been tenfold the amount if you just 
you know, practice in your room instead of making those videos. Yeah. And I, I believe that, and I'm not even going to let you <laughs> okay. let you turn that down. So let me let me get to a final question. This is mm -hmm. someone something I ask everyone. It's going to be um, mildly adapted to someone who goes 0 and 8 in a. <laughs> uh, so um, let's say you um, you were going to be the uh, coach of a new content creator. Mm -hmm. He's been doing it for a year. Um, so they have like the basics down. They know how to open up Premiere, you know, um, <laughs> things like they know how to export all that, all that basics, right? Mm -hmm. What would be um, your kind of training philosophy? What would be the most important lesson that you would want to instill in this person right away? Foundational stuff. I think it'd, it'd probably go back, like, first off, like, make the content that you would want to watch. Um, but I think even more than that is make sure this is something you really care about and, like, that this is something you want to spend your time on. Because there's a very real po realistic possibility that it doesn't – you're not as fortunate as me that it's lucky that everything blows up or that you're able to do this consistently. Just – Make sure your heart is there. Like if you're if you're enjoying your time making the content, that's good. If 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 we're talking for advice of like big long term, just make sure your heart's in it. Like make sure you enjoy creating content. If we're talking, if I'm want to be less preachy and talking about being a successful content creator, I think definitely that first part is a part of it. But obviously, um, and making content that you think you'd want to see, and then looking for a gap that isn't currently being filled in melee i think um and i'm trying to do with this ranking show is recapping tournaments i think that's something that is really like a very unexplored uh area in melee we're such a for such an old game our content creation the stuff we are made around the community is surprisingly lacking like um if you're looking for that niche that hasn't been discovered in melee something like that i'd say go watch all the, the leagues and leagues of content there are for like Hearthstone or for Overwatch and see what they have that we don't that isn't currently being filled. If they if that was that was the big advice for they want someone to take off or something like that. Because we there's so there's so much to do in melee. There's not just melee stats, there's not just storylines. There's there's so much uh potential here. And I think it kind of circles back to the game itself. There's so much to be done. There's the, the uncle punches the world, not even just contagration. Melee is this this untapped gold mine of so much potential. It, it gameplay wise, uh, content wise, like just look just look for look for what we still need, what could make the community better. And I think stuff like that and content creators like that and people like that in the community who find who fill fulfill that need that we haven't yet. Uh, done just makes the community better as a whole if that that roundabout rambling answer kind of got to the point you were looking no for. that was perfect look saved as untitled i'm sorry save as untitled <laughs> don't get it twisted mm. you have been one of my favorite people to watch i'm so 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 happy that you found the success that you've graduated college and that you're putting your whole heart into melee you are just an endless contribution to the game that I love. I'm so happy that you're doing what you're doing. I'm so happy that you came on. And if you have any last shout outs, any last words, now would be the time. Um, I guess the, the, the person, people, a group of people I'd have to shout out the most is the Melee Stats boys. Like, I would not be anywhere I am 
without them. They they supported me. They helped me with the podcast. They kept me informed. They called me out when I was being a moron. Like those, um, though they're the the most important reason for why I've I've grown up quote unquote grown up in the melee community so well like without them i wouldn't have my my compass within the melee community i wouldn't have a great group of friends and great group of guys that i haven't gotten to hang out as much as i want in person with but yeah i, I just have to thank them and obviously all the people who watch me too but like uh the, yeah your fans you're cool you're whatever but uh, <laughs> the the melee stats boys they they mean so much to me no shout outs to your patrons Oh, uh, oh man, uh, what? I was waiting for it. And my, my patrons, especially you, JD. Yes. Oh, man, finally. God. I didn't even have to bring it up. <laughs> Out of the There's just going to be an awkward cut of, oh, yeah, my patrons. That seems supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so this, this was a lot of fun. I really feel mm -hmm. like um, I feel like a lot of the questions I asked you just were for my, my own selfish reasons um no, i feel really like good questions i i think they were great oh you're just saying that because i'm because i'm your patron <laughs> uh, hey man thanks so much for coming on um when's the next major you're, you're getting to uh i i really don't know i we don't have to force it yeah we'll... yeah no, I'll, I'll, go, <laughs> I'll go i'll be somewhere i'll let you know yeah man um so yeah thanks again we'll, we'll talk soon yeah it's nice talking to you again JD. yeah for sure